tonight I want to talk about options. Okay? We have lots of options moving forward in our lives. Every single person in this room has options, correct? We have options of whether we break or speed up in traffic. We have options whether to cut somebody off or slow down. We have options. Yes? Yes. What other options do we have? Many. Many. Where, where you eat dinner. You have options. You have options whether to say yes to Christ or no to Christ. Every day. Every minute. Do you understand this? Here's a little story that I'll use to kick this thing off. Um, do you guys know what handball is? Yes. Yeah. yeah? Pretty cool game. It's a fun time. We should build it. Nope. <laughs> handball is a pretty cool game, you know. Uh, it's uh, highly athletic. <laughs> and uh, you'll never see me playing it. Okay. I have in the past. Yeah, had to get through. I was athletic back in the day. Like middle school, I was pretty athletic. Now, not anymore. But, uh, well, things change. Don't like to sweat. Yeah, and that's why I don't like to sweat anymore. So, there's this game called handball, and they have, like, championships and, you know, tournaments and stuff like that, like every sport. And there was a guy who won the handball tournament over in California. Okay? He had one arm. He won. There was this one guy? Yeah, he won. One he was the MVP. MVP of the winning team. And he said, hey, how did, how, there was an interview going on around, uh, um, around the winning and with the MVP guy. And, um, geez. And, uh, sorry, I had a guy fall off a roof today at work, and it's, that's why I'm kind of split a little bit. Um, but he had a... Uh, he was the MVP, scored the most points, uh, was best on defense. He was everywhere. He was a madman. Yes? One arm. And when they asked him, like, how, how did you do all of this with just one arm? I just don't, don't you think you were at a disadvantage? And he looked at the interviewer and said, no, I was at the advantage. Everybody else has two hands. They've got to decide which one they're going to use to hit the ball. Right? But he said, I only had one option, so I was quicker than everybody else. I could react faster than everybody else. I could decide what to do faster than anybody else. Do you understand this? As Christians, we should be the same way. Do you understand this? We should be the same exact way. It's either I'm going to react fast in Christ, or I'm going to react fast in my flesh. Right? Those are the two options. Correct? Yes? Yes. Thank you. So, what I want to talk about is making Christ our only option. Is dialing in on that being our one and only focus. That He's our only option anymore, right? Does that make sense? People always ask me, hey, how do, how do I be a better worship leader? Anybody ever want to, who wants to take a crack at that answer? Worship the Lord. Worship the Lord, Okay. What's my, what's my response? What do you think my response is? How do I be a better worship leader? Just worship. Huh? Just worship. Just worship. Yeah. My response is always get to know who you're worshiping. Every single time. Right? 
because he's the only option. How do, I, how do I make this decision? Right? Some people ask me that all the time. How do I make this decision in my life? Which way to go, left or right? Well, do I pick this job or that job? Well, how do you pick? Oh, Jesus. Right? Do you understand how simple this is? This isn't like it's, oh, I've got to make this equation. I've got to roll down my butcher board and I've got to roll down my whiteboard and I've got to take, I've got to make this huge equation of how this is the best option. But at the end of the day, Jesus has to be the only option. Do you understand this? This is so, so important, right? People always ask, how do I become a better preacher? Jesus. Right? How do I get through this season of my life? Jesus. How do I win well? Jesus. Do you understand that He's so full of glory that there's none left over for you? Let me say that again because I don't think anybody listened to it. Do you understand that Jesus is so full of glory that there's none left for you? So if you want glory in this life, I'm sorry, you're probably going to follow your flesh. You're not, you're not going to follow Jesus. If you want glory, you can't follow Jesus. Do you understand that? Cool. That's my sermon. <laughs> okay. Um, when somebody asks me how to lead worship, I show them Jesus. Songs about how we're doing and books about how we're doing don't glorify Jesus. They glorify you. Messages that tell you how to be a better you don't glorify Jesus. They glorify you. Do you understand this? That's why you never hear those kinds of songs here. That's why I always show you Jesus. Yes? That's why Jesus is the focal point of this ministry. Right? If it was us, man, we would be so much bigger. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, it's a sad. It's a tragedy. We would be packed. If I told you how to be a better you, ooh, chacho, we'd be, we'd be full. Yes? But no, we point to Jesus. That's why you're here, right? You don't care about, oh, I need to make me, me a better being. Cool. That will happen as a byproduct of you getting to know Jesus. Do you understand that? If you want to be the best at something, get to know Jesus. Am I wrong? If you want to be the best businessman in all the planet, get to know Jesus. If you want to be the best athlete in all the world, get to know Jesus. If you want to be the best musician, get to know Jesus. The best artist, get to know Jesus. Be the best at your job, get to know Jesus. Right? I mean, he's the master. He created all this. He knows what he's doing. Right? I'm sorry. There's no... I mean, you can't just read like this silly little book that you'd find at Barnes & Noble, How to Be the Best at Your Job. No, that'll only get you so far. I mean, it'll get you here. But Jesus is up here. Right? If you want to be the best at something, get to know Jesus. Because what happens in that transition is, okay, 
I want to be the best, but then I get to know Jesus. And what happens in between there is this beautiful thing called unto the Lord. Unto the Lord. You start doing things unto the Lord. Yes? We're talking about options tonight. Jesus is the only option. Do you understand this? He is the only option anymore. Because you're hearing this message tonight. Okay? If you're still split, I'm sorry. You're not listening. You're not going to listen tonight. He's your only option. If you need to get through something, He's your only option. He's the one who gets you through the shadow of valley and death. Yes? He's your only option. Yes? Okay. Last, last thing and then we'll get... Yeah, we'll see where it goes. <laughs> you can tell by who you're led by, by the people that follow you. And that the, by the people that you are leading. Yes? Let me talk about this. Paul. Remember when Paul got beat up, chewed up, spit out, and everybody thought he was dead? Do you remember this in Scripture? Everybody thought he was dead? What happened after that? Does anybody know? What happened after that? Huh? No. Keep going. That's a different time. He got, oh, oh, everybody thought he was dead. He got stoned to death. Everybody thought he was dead. It's later in Acts. Oh, you guys, you're going to get blown up tonight. Ready? The people who he led raised him from the dead. Do you understand this? You can tell by how you're leading your life by those who follow you. Right? I'm sorry, but if you follow Jesus, there's going to be people who follow you. Right? You now have a beacon over your head saying, now I am, like I've said before, you have this red tint to you. Yes, because you're cleansed by the blood. Right? So you are marked for the rest of your life. And whether you like it or not, people are going to look at you. People are going to see the way you live. People are going to follow the way you live. People will mimic the way you live. It better be for Jesus, right? Because you're raising those people up, whether you like it or not. You understand this? This is cool. This is really, really cool. This adds a little bit of pressure to your faith walk, right? Yes, just like Paul said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. You can tell by who Paul is following by the people who are following him. Do you understand this? We need to raise up people like that. I need to raise up people like that. That's why we're having this conversation tonight. If I get stoned to death, I expect you guys, right? Like seriously, that's what I expect. Right? It's in the, it's in the Bible. It happened. You understand this? It's in the Bible. That actually happened. You understand that Paul preached way longer than I did? Yeah? Paul, we're going to talk about Paul quite a bit tonight. Paul actually had a dude fall out of a window because he fell asleep. Fell out of a window. Do you know this? Yeah, fell out of a window. Died. Splat. Dead. Yes? And then, what did Paul do? Walk down there. Yeah? Good? Huh? Prayed over him. And? What happened? He didn't just pray over him. What happened? Oh, yeah. He raised a guy from the Yes, raised the dude from the dead and said, come back, you need Jesus, right? That's what happened. That's the way it happens. You can tell by who you're following, by who's following you. 
right? If you see crap in people that are following you, you're doing something wrong, <laughs> right? Yeah, there's some blame that we can put on those people. Yeah, I get it, right? I'm not in control of every single one of your actions, but I can lead you well, yes? If I'm not leading you well, then I'm leading you astray, correct? Good thing I am leading you well. Options. We have one option, Jesus. Yes? He's our only option. When something comes up in our lives, we say Jesus. Yes? We run to Jesus. That's the only thing. Okay? I want to talk about a quick story. You guys all are very familiar with it, I'm sure. But go to Genesis 22. If you're there, say Madison. Madison. Madison, I will come right to it. What do you say, dude? 22. Madison. Everybody say it. Spilly hasn't said it. Madison. Perfect. 22-1. I'm going to just marathon read through Genesis 22, okay? You guys know this story, okay? After, we ready? Cool. Lord, illuminate your scripture tonight. After these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham. And he said, here I am. Jaden, what's that mean? After these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham. And he said, here I am. What does here I am mean? I am here. And? He is ready. And? He's ready to listen and obey. Yeah, well, I guess you're not... (laughs) (laughs) he's ready in season and out of season yes whether whatever's happening around him who knows what abraham was doing at this point right it doesn't it doesn't say that he could have either been in the most devote quiet time and ever and he heard hey abraham oh hey lord what's up right but also he could be just doing work Right? Again, doesn't allude to this in Scripture, so don't freak out, okay? But it doesn't say either one, okay? So, our imagination can run wild at this point. Where was he? In the most devout, uh, quiet time ever? Or at work, doing his day-to-day? Right? And the Lord said, Abraham. And he replied, what's up? Yeah. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that beautiful? Why? Why is that beautiful? It's, he's intimate with the Lord. Yes, that's beautiful. What else? No hesitation. No hesitation, which means? No other choices. Which means? One option. Basically what I said. You didn't use the O word. One option. There was nothing else that Abraham was attentive for, right? Does this make sense? Here I am. Here I am. He said, the Lord said, take your son, your only son, Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering. So one of the mountain, on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took two of his young uh, men with him, uh, servants, and his son Isaac. And he cut wood for the burnt offering. And arose and went to the place of which God had told him. On the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw a place from afar. Then Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. 
and I and the boy will go over there and worship and come to you again. And I will go over there and worship and come back. He's going to worship. Do you Have you ever caught that before? He's going to worship. He's about to kill his son. But he's saying, I'm about to go worship the Lord right now. Do you understand the weight of that? If you don't, I'll touch back on it in a second. If I don't, remind me. We're going over there to worship, and then we'll come back. Verse 6, And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering, laid it on Isaac his son, and took his hand, uh, took in his hand the fire and the knife. So they both, uh, so, oh, gee whiz, so they both went together. And Isaac said to his father Abraham, My father, and he said, Here I am, my son. And he said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where's the lamb? And Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb, a burnt offering, my son. So they went, both of them, together. Okay, let's keep going. Verse 9. When they came to the place of which God had told him, Abraham built the altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Then Abraham reached out his hand, took the knife to slaughter his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And again, he said, here I am. Here I am. Verse 12. He said, don't lay your hand on the boy. Or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God. See, you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. But Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, behind him a ram was caught in the thicket of, by his horns and as a burnt offering instead of his son. So Abraham called the name... So Abraham called the name of that place the Lord will provide, as it said on that day on the mountain, and the Lord shall provide. All right. Crazy story, yes? I say this every single time I preach this. It's a crazy story. All right. Laid it all on the line. Yes? No holding back, correct? So here's a little backstory about Abraham. His son Isaac... He longed for for a very, very long time. His son Isaac was very, very, very important to him. Okay? Now, you guys have things that you're longing for for a very long, long time. And you have things that are very, very, very important to you. Put those on the forefront of your mind right now. What is it? Anybody want to share theirs? Marriage? Oh, dang. What else? Family. Family? Cool. Family. Career. Okay. What else? Work. Work? Yeah, work, work. Anybody else? Third work. Work. Work, work, work. What? Work. Work. I, didn't, I thought you were saying Marin or RN or something like that. What else? Anything else? What's really important? Work. Everything's just Rihanna. Work, work, work. No. You said work first, so you're off. Yikes. <laughs> That'll preach. <laughs> so, okay, you have that very, very important thing in the forefront of your mind, yes? 
Yes, yeah. something that you've been longing for for a really long time. Something that you were working really hard for. Yes? Yes. And now the Lord is saying, go put it on an altar and kill it. Go put it on an altar and sacrifice it to me. Now do I just say it's not important so I don't have to do it? <laughs> right? That's what this story is about. But Abraham said, here I am. Here I am. Twice. And the normal casual, maybe. And then right before he's about to slaughter his most important thing. Are we that attentive? Let me answer for you. No. <laughs> Am I that attentive? No. But it was Abraham's one option. Why? Because Abraham loved the Lord. He feared the Lord more than anything else. He feared the Lord more than his reputation. Reputation of being a murderer back then? Not so good. Reputation of being a murderer today? Ah, not so good. Yes? He was willing to put that on the line. Do you understand this? Are you willing to put that on the line for the sake of Christ? Because you fear God that much. Not with like, ah, but like, oh my gosh, you are God. That kind of fear. Oh my gosh. Or oh my God, I'll say it in, in this space. Right? Do we have that? Do we have that tonight? Did we have it yesterday? Abraham only had one option. And it was to do right by his Lord. Are we in that same boat tonight? Do we have that one option? To do right by the Lord. Or are we still thinking about ourselves? We're thinking about our reputation. Thinking about the way our parents are going to view us. Thinking about the way our friends are going to view us. Thinking about, about our way co-workers are going to view us. Yada, yada, yada. Do we understand this? It's the only option. We've talked about Stephen so much lately in Acts. What was his only option? Jesus. That's it. That's it. He got stoned to death. I don't know about you guys. I don't know about myself. But if there was somebody throwing rocks at me until I died, I don't know what I would say to get out of it. Maybe you're a little bit more holy than I, but jeez. But he only had one option. I'd like to think that I would oh, stick it out. But he had one option. One option. Do you understand this? This makes sense so far. Okay. What did I say I was going to talk about? Oh, yes. So, this sacrifice that Abraham was about to make was viewed to him as worship. Let's take it a step further, right? The whole entire thing that we've already talked about, let's take it a step further. Now I'm going to be glad that I'm doing it. Ooh, right? Were you guys ready for this tonight? Or are you guys with me? You okay? 
You didn't know you were getting preached at tonight. Yeah? I think you always know. He then called it, we're going to worship. I'm going to worship. Right? He says this very important thing, I'm going to worship as I kill it. Wow. How much do we fear the Lord? Let that sink in for a second. Can we call it worship? This most important thing in our lives and we go kill it. Right? Go through a, throw a knife right in the middle of it. Can I call it worship? Or am I okay with doing the sacrifice side of it, but I'm really begrudgingly saying, well, Lord, whatever. Right? Abraham called it worship. He said, I'm going to lay this down right before you, Lord, and I'm going to sacrifice it to you. Because it's yours. It's yours. It was your provision. Do you understand that your job is only in your life because of the Lord? Do you understand that? Like, let that sink in. If you don't treat it that way, be careful. Right? He's entrusted you with that, with that post. Let me say post. He's entrusted you with that area. You could be the only believer in that space. Right? And then something happens, and what does everybody do? Panics. But who are you? Also panicking? Or you say, I've only got one option. I'm just following Jesus. Right? You know, you can only excel in your job. You can only excel in your areas if you have Jesus. Do you want to excel? Follow Jesus. Not for that reason, obviously. But because he's the best at it. You understand this? Cool. What else? I had this thought today around this whole topic of and I, I, I truly believe that the Lord spoke this to me. Do you want me for the breakthrough or do you want me for me? Do you want me just because I do cool things or do you want me because I'm Jesus? Do you want me so that you can be taken seriously by your Christian friends or do you want me because I'm Jesus? Whew. tough pill to swallow, right? Jesus wants people who want Him, who fear Him, who want to follow Him, regardless of if they ever get to see somebody healed or not. Do you understand this? Laying down the most important thing in your life to the King shows that you only have one option of what you're following. No other options. There's this nickname for Jesus in Scripture that's called Resurrection and Life. Have we heard this? Yeah. He is the resurrection and the life. Yes? Here's a different way to look at it. He raises us 
and sustains us. That's our one option. He's our only option. Resurrection sustains over and over and over. Raises and sustains. Raises and sustains. He is the resurrection and the life. He's worth following. Yes? I think the closest thing we can... We can closest thing that we can do to understand Jesus Jesus's fear of his father if I can say that is if there's a way take this cup from me but if there isn't I'll do it right that's what Jesus spoke right before he was going to be crucified right he was crying or sweating blood I always get him mixed up both, both? good don't get them mixed up. Crying tears, sweaty blood. Okay, got them mixed up. Right? Jesus even had this same reference for the Father that we should be carrying also. Yes? He said, if there's another way, but I'm not going to let my flesh get carried away because you are my option, Lord. Right? Yeah. Even a Savior of universe did this. Right? Options. I want to recenter us to that one, our one option. Get refocused back onto this one option. This is an exercise I did, what, Tuesday? Yes. Tuesday, yes. Tuesday with the guys, and I want to do it with everybody at large tonight. What's the last thing that the Lord spoke over your life? The last promise that the Lord spoke over your life that you know was from Him without a shadow of a doubt. You didn't have to do any investigating to figure out and unfold this mystery. It was just smack dab right in the middle of the room. What was that last promise? Cool. Last promise. Anybody else want to share? Mine was freedom. Freedom, Yes. Anybody else want to share? Last thing that the Lord spoke. And it was like, this is your destiny kind of thing. Yes? This is what you're destined to do. This is a prophetic word over your life. What was it? My job. Your job. Oh. What else? Come on, even if you said yours already. Say it to everybody. Mine was my mom's trafficking group. Yeah, getting involved in that. Great. What else? He spoke to me, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I'm God. That's the last thing. Yes? What else? Come on. Uh, in your weakness, I, or I find strength in your weakness. He, he's, your, he's your strength in your weakness? Yes? Good. Okay. Tatum, want to share? What is it? Yes? Yes, yes, yes. What else? Anybody else want to share? You already did. Anybody else? He just promised, like the last promise for me was um, climbing the ladder, like in Amazon. Yeah. So. Okay, so what do you do with those promises? What do you do with them? You just, oh, cool, I'm going to write in my diary? Or what? Do I say, I'm going to focus on that because that's the last thing that the Lord spoke to me? Yeah. Why? 
Because that means all the other options that are flowing around your mind fall. And you say, okay, I'm going by the word of the Lord. I'm going by the word of the Lord. Right? Yes? So if I lose track of what the last thing the Lord spoke to me, I'm losing track of everything in my life. Why? Because we're opening up the doors to options. He's our option. He's the Alpha and the Omega. Yes? The beginning and the end. He's wrote the story. Right? Just like Jeremiah 29, 11 says. I always, give, I always make fun of that verse. I need to stop. It's, it's the Lord's Word. I need to really stop that. Right? But that's what it says. I know the plans. Start to finish. Beginning and the end. So if I don't stay focused on that last thing, I'm going to lose track of it. I'm going to lose track of it. Right? Well, here's a byproduct of doing that. Are you ready? If I stay focused on what the Lord spoke to me, there's no space for anything else. So if you're fearful, it's gone. It's gone. Right? What's Madison's testimony over anxiety? Everybody's heard it. She just focused on the Lord and it went away. Right? That's, a, that's another pastor's wife uh, over in, uh, no, no, over in Florida. Same thing happened to her. Focused on the Lord. Hey, I'm going to put all my attention on the Lord and then it's going to fall. It's going to fall. Right? Ah, doesn't that sound nice? It sounds really good, right? Hey, focus in on what the Lord spoke. When somebody, an influence in your life, says something really nice to you, you remember it. Yes? Right? We should hold the Lord's word way higher than that guy. Way higher than that lady. Right? I love when my dad encourages me. I love it. I'd rather hear it from the Heavenly Father, though. Right? Makes me feel good. It's like, oh, well done, good and faithful servant, right? That's the most epic compliment of all time. Yes? You did it. You made it. Do you want that? I, can, I can't even get through that Jesus paid it all song anymore. I just weep like a little baby. Jesus paid it all. And I'm going to give my treasure and I'm going to lay it at his feet. Because he was my only option. He's the one who deserves the glory. Right? I'm sorry, but the Lord loves meekness. He does. He loves meekness. So if you want to be a prideful punk, go follow somebody else. Cool? If you want to toot your own horn, go toot it somewhere else. Because you're not going to do it here. And it'll only get you so far, and then we'll welcome you back with open arms and point you back to Jesus. Right? That's the way it goes. It's the way it goes. We have to remember that God is God. Sometimes we lose sight of that. As simple as that sounds, He is God. I don't know how to say it any other way. He's God. How could I not listen to Him? How could I not be focused on Him? He's God. 
I, I wish I could say it another way so you guys be like, oh, yeah, that's really good. No, but he's God, you know? Like, somebody try to say it in another way. I feel like it's not carrying the weight because we've lost it. We've lost the understanding of what God means. We've lost the understanding of what Lord means. We've lost the understanding of what King means. We've lost the understanding of what Jesus means. Do we understand this? We have to put it back on that throne, back on that pedestal. Back on our mantle where it's the first thing that we see. He's God. We should fear the crap out of Him. Why? Because He's God. I should be able to say, I want to quit my job. Or He wants me to quit my job and I'm going to do it. Man, Lord, bring that day faster. Right? I'm going to do it because I'm going to follow Him. Yes? Because He's God. And if I don't think that he can provide for lowly Lex, huh, he's no God. He's not my God anymore. He's just something to follow in some country club to belong to. Do you understand this? He's God. He's the Alpha, the Omega. He's Jesus. Like Jesus gave it all for you. He laid his entire life down for you. And like I was saying earlier, he already paid for it. Stop stealing from him. Stop it. Please. Watch the trajectory of your life change. Why? Not for your gain. For the Lord's gain. Because everything, it's going to shift off of your glory and it's going to be like, oh my gosh, Jesus is just magnified, magnified all the time. Right? Have you guys lived a day like that? Why have we turned back? Right? I'm talking to myself tonight too, okay? Don't feel like I'm picking on anybody, okay? I'm talking to myself too. How could I ever go back? I'm an idiot. Like that's bliss. That's heaven on earth. That's heaven inside of Lex. That's heaven being manifested. Ooh, come on, right? That's good. Jesus is the forefront. He's Alpha and Omega. He's our only option anymore. You're accountable to this message now. By the way you live your life, you have one option. Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, our Alpha and the Omega, Yahweh. And when you focus on Jesus, everything else falls away. Right? He says, my yoke is easy, my burden's light. Oh, wow, okay, duh. So why am I so heavy? Right? If He can provide for the Israelites for however long, He can provide for you for however long. Right? Do you understand this tonight? We have to understand this tonight. And frick, read your Bible. Read your Bible. Okay? Read it. It's more than words. It's God. It's God. It's God. I want to be, I want to be like a Paul in Scripture. Wouldn't that be dope? I had the same kind of Holy Spirit encounter as him. You know, I'm set up. 
I'm ready. I'm set up. I'm ready. So are you. Right? That same anointing is alive today. That same apostolic is alive today. Yes? It's beautiful. It's beautiful. You know the word apostle truly means CEO? Did you know that? Everybody's freaking out about this word apostle, but it's, it's CEO. Yes? You hold the keys to what the bride does on earth. Just like we talked about last week. You have the power to unlock a heavenly destiny on this earth. Do you understand the weight of that? You unleash heaven by your obedience and by your one option on Christ. Right? I want to be the same, same guy here as I am on the golf course when I see somebody limping. I want to be the same guy here when I walk into somebody's home and their husband has cancer. I want to be that same guy, and I know you guys do too. I know you guys do too. Where I, man, it's good to be surrounded by fellow believers and praying for people. It feels good. But when you're on the spot, am I, do I have the faith? I should, because he's my one option. He's my one option. Is he truly my full one option if that's the case? No. But I need to get him back. I need to get back. Right? Because he's Jesus. Everything was designed for Jesus. Everything points to Jesus. Even like the way we breathe, it kind of sounds like Yahweh. You notice that? Or is that a little bit too hippie for me? It just sounds like Yahweh. Right? Everything is designed for Christ. It's designed for Christ. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Last thing, and then I'll, then I'll shut up. You guys know why the rocks exploded when Jesus was crucified? The rocks exploded. There was a big earthquake, remember? Do we remember this? Like, I think I'm like off topic. Like when the earthquake and all that, he like, there was like a big old curtain separated like all that mm-hmm. from us. What was that curtain called, Ashton? Yes. Keep going. Is it like it just signifies that we should never be separate from God? Because it just mm-hmm. like it was in the temple separate from us from Him. And totally. No, nailed it. Yeah. That's what the veil is about. All about. What about the rocks? Yeah, but what's the earth? A big, big rock. Yeah, that's easy. Yeah, like, picture like boulders. Mud. Yeah. What do you think it symbolized? Change. It symbolized that there's only a couple people mourning. Are there only some people mourning what just happened? And it said, even the earth will cry out. That's what the scripture says. Even the earth will cry out. Do you understand the weight of that? Even the earth will cry out. 
Do you understand that the earth is hungry for Jesus way more than we are? That the planet understood the significance of what happened on that cross more than we do tonight. Jesus paid it all. Do you understand that? Like those, those words should just like burn. They kind of like burn <laughs> when I speak them. Jesus paid it all. I don't have to deal with this stuff anymore. Jesus paid for it. And everything that I do accomplish due to him, I give to him with crowns and treasure. And I lay it at his feet. Right? Because there's no glory for you. Right? You get to just inherit heaven and that should be enough for you. And if you need more than that, shut up and sit down. You get what I'm saying though? All of your accomplishments are Jesus's. Every breath that you take is Jesus's. Every song that you sing is Jesus's. Depending on what the words are saying. Every word that you speak should be Jesus's. Let's realign. Let's get back. Let's get back to Jesus. Right? I, I, don't, I don't want to make you a better you. I want to make you a follower of Jesus. I want to make you a Jesus people. Somebody who will do anything for Jesus. Right? I want to do anything for Jesus. And I want to normalize what it means to follow Christ again. Don't you? Aren't you sick of seeing people shuffle in like robots into church and then, okay. Like, you guys got involved tonight. Do you understand that? You got involved. Whether you understand what happened tonight, you got involved tonight. By your, by your worship, you enthroned the Lord with your praise. Do you understand that? Oh, by your laying on of hands? Blake, pressure gone. Yes? Do you understand that? You got involved. Jesus is done with bench people. It's the Super Bowl. You're ready. Right? Jesus didn't call you just to be a bench player and warm it. For the guy who needs the rest that's in the plane. Right? He called you to action. He called you to faith and he called you to say, Jesus is my all in all. My everything. And he's worthy. And he deserves everything. He's worthy. I don't usually give homework unless it's to Blake and Jaden. <laughs> but what I want you to do this week, yeah, I'm going to call this a week from now until next Thursday, okay, is write down every single morning the things you're thankful for. It will realign your entire day. I guarantee it. It'll put in perspective what the Lord has gifted you with, if your heart's right. And don't throw it away. Keep day one and then compare it to day seven. Okay? Because you're going to be different. You're going to be different. If you take it seriously, you're going to be different. 
right? Anything that you're thankful for, it's Jesus's. You understand that? Mm-hmm. If you're thankful that you got cool shoes, it's Jesus's. Preacher's sneakers. No, I'm not saying No, I can't go there. <laughs> Have you guys seen that Instagram page? <laughs> All right. What else, Lord? Anything else? And read Philippians 3. Cool? All right. Lord, we love you. We magnify your name tonight. And Lord, I pray for this, this anointing that you are our one option here on out. Lord, I pray that nobody in this space would be the same tomorrow. I pray that nobody in this space would be the same tomorrow. That they run towards you. And only you, Lord. Because you're God. Father, we just say that you are God tonight. And that's more than enough. You are more than enough. Your name is sufficient. When I speak your name, Jesus, everything changes. When I speak your name, Jesus, my stress goes away. My fear goes away. Lord, I pray for that same anointing over every single person in this room. When something that is not of you is coming against us, Lord, I pray that Jesus' name would be spoken and it would all fade away. Lord, we love you. We're just thankful that you have paid for everything. That we don't have to that we don't have to go lay animals on an altar anymore. That you you slayed the last lamb. You paid it all, Jesus. You paid it all, Jesus. And we thank you for that. We love you for that. In Jesus' name. Amen. Good? Thoughts?